next stop, the Super Bowl. Hell yeah, you know we on. We built to do this all night long. Who that? Who that say they gon' beat them Saints? They a lie. They can try, but in the don't we know they ain't. Let's go. We on the road. The next stop, the Super Bowl. Who that? And welcome back to Canastra Chronicles podcast. I'm your host as always, Brendan Ertle. I'm alongside my great co-host, Nate Williamson. Nate, what's up? How's it going? It's going good, man. It's it's going good. All things considered, um, I don't think I've ever been more curious to watch a football game than I am about Sunday. But uh, other than all the craziness, you know, life's good. Can't complain. After the Tampa game, I never thought I'd be sitting here saying this, but uh, we got Taysom Hill starting. Uh, yeah. Sort of. We got him sort of started. We don't with nothing reported yet. We don't want the Falcons to know who's starting. That I mean, that doesn't matter at all. Um, but I, I think it's fair to say that we jumped the gun on this one. Everyone in the media, everyone um outside the media thought Jameis was gonna start this week, and that happened not to be the case. It's going to be quote unquote Taysom from some insiders. Sean Payton declined to um say anything about that. No reason he should. Keep keep the Falcons on their toes in terms of who they're game playing for. Um, but Taysom Hill, what do you think about that? Man, I, I think Taysom makes sense. And I think Taysom makes sense because as we've seen, starting lineups don't matter as much. And, and as far as it goes, last week Latavius Murray started over Alvin Kamara. And with Murray starting over Kamara last week, it, it just shows that who you trot out there at first is not really going to matter as much in a Sean Payton offense. So the guys that you trust to kind of run a scripted play are people that have been in your offense longer. So Taysom Hill has been in the Saints offense for years now. Jameis Winston came into it at the beginning of this year at best and has had that long and no preseason or anything to work with it. Hasn't been active in it, whereas Taysom Hill, you see him getting tons of snaps, uh, if we're being honest, for what he does. And, you know, really familiarizing himself. And we know Taysom's a student of the game. We know Jameis is a student of the game. But in a time where you need experience, you need leadership against a division rival who really, really can make a difference, especially when plays are scripted specifically for him, you throw Taysom out there. And it's like I was talking to you about earlier before we started. I don't know that we won't see Jameis at some point. And I, I don't think that's necessarily because Taysom Hill is bad or Taysom Hill won't get the job done. I just think Sean Payton always plays mind games and we're trying to understand what he's doing. Just is not a good thing to try and do with Sean Payton as we've learned so many times. Atlanta has to sit here. I can't even imagine being the scout for Atlanta trying to figure out uh, what's going to happen because pretty much throw everything out. They've done the past two weeks because it's going to be a full different game plan. Um, well, let's talk about Drew real quick. He, uh, reportedly has five broken ribs, three on one side, two on the other, and had a collapsed lung. Uh, we saw him in that in, in the San Francisco game pointing at his ribs, and he said he was extremely dis, um, not comfortable with his uh, just everything, and clearly he was. He had a collapsed lung. That can be dangerous. It, in in his 15-year career uh, with Sean Payton, he said Sean's never or Drew's never told him that he can't do something, can't practice, can't do this. And that's the first time he's been like, I can't. And that was probably really scary for Sean. And I'm really honestly surprised he stayed out there on the sideline with a collapsed lung. It really looked like he was down with the press conference uh, during the game after the win. Just didn't look like the happy Drew we're, we're used to. 
and rightfully so. I mean, he'll be out. They put him on IR. He, that means he'll be out at least three weeks. And the sad part about all that is we play the Falcons twice in these three weeks, and that last year matchup against the Falcons on Thanksgiving could have been his last. Um, Drew Brees against the Falcons. And it, it sucks because Drew Brees has done so many great things against the Falcons, so many classic games and torched them so many times. And if this is, in fact, his last year, he will never play the Falcons again. Um, So hopefully Taysom can go out and beat them for him. But no Drew Brees, it hurts. But this team is definitely good enough to win without him. Yeah, no doubt. This team is built for a Super Bowl run. And we've said it before. We'll say it again. It's built for a Super Bowl run, whether or not Drew is here or not. And we saw that in the offseason. We knew that was going to be the plan. If Drew had retired, I fully believe they would have either a, kept Teddy, someone they felt they could have won with and someone who probably would have wanted to stay. Or, as we saw, potentially Tom Brady. And I know that's like almost sickening to say now because it's just so strange. You know, we hate him right now because he's on Tampa and everybody already hated him from the Patriots anyway. Uh, but, you know, this team clearly has a plan. And that plan goes along as it does with or without Drew Brees. And as much as we may hate to say it, Drew Brees, iconic leader, build him a statue, build him two statues, name the Superdome after him, don't care. That man, that man is not the focal point of this offense anymore. It's Alvin Kamara, it's Michael Thomas. And in Sean Payton's eyes, it might even be Taysom Hill. Uh, But we don't really delve into the brain of Mad Hatter 2.0. More successful Mad Hatter 2.0. No disrespect to Les Miles, but... and. Truthfully, I, I really have faith that the plan is going to carry on without Drew. And I know it's sad. Uh, it breaks my heart. And I'm sure a lot of Saints fans, a lot of Saints players, a lot of Saints media feel the same way. Um, but truthfully, this team is built to succeed with someone new at quarterback just as well as with Drew at quarterback. I sent a tweet um, this afternoon and I said, think about the playoff teams that are in the playoffs right now. And if you take away their starting quarterback, do you have any confidence that they can win a game from here on out or be playoff contenders still? Look at the teams. Kansas City, take away Pat Mahomes. Eh, I don't think so. Take away uh, Aaron Rodgers from Green Bay. We've seen it before. It doesn't end well. Take away Russell Wilson from the Seahawks. Horrible team without Russell. I'll just say that. Take away Jimmy Garoppolo from the Niners. We see what's going on there. Take away um, Tom Brady from Tampa Bay. I don't know. I think this is one of the more talented teams because you take away their starting quarterback and they're still right there in terms of um, playoff contention. I mean, the goal is the same. It stays the exact same. Uh, when the division get the first seed, I don't think um, anyone in the building thinks differently. And yes, this is not the 2011 Saints offense. Drew is not throwing 5,000 yards this season, even if he was healthy. And um Um, I know he's had some great games against that Tampa game. He was surgical. He was phenomenal. He was perfect with the ball placement. And I'm not sure Taysom and Jameis would have been able to do the same things. But most most of the time, this offense can roll without a, a, I don't want to say elite quarterback, but um, don't need elite arm strength to run this offense. You got great playmakers that you give them the ball. They can make plays. And I know... um, when right when Drew came out, out of that San Francisco game, it looked like the offense just took a huge pause and couldn't get anything going. Um, part of that being you throw quarterbacks into the fire like last year with Teddy, um, it's just not going to click as well. So I'm actually really excited. Uh, Nick Underhill said as well as one of the most excited he's been for a Saints game. 
because it just feels weird because Sean Payton's talked about Taysom being the future. And we all thought, ah, he's just trying to get, he's trying to hype up the media. He's trying to get, we're trying to trade him away. Here's his shot to be the future. I know we're thinking about later in the road going the draft, Justin Fields and the Saints. Wow, it could be amazing. The Saints think they have their Justin Fields. They think they have their next Drew Brees and Taysom Hill. And we really, he's going to get every opportunity to get to win this job. And what an opportunity against the Atlanta Falcons. Wow. Yeah, this is honestly, it could boil down to being one of the biggest games of the year. And as weird as that sounds, like it's the team that is so bad this year and is so bad at blowing leads, it almost makes you want to give them a lead to blow in this game. It really doesn't, but it kind of does. But it's weird that this is shaping up to be a game that could decide part, at least, of the Saints' future. And, you know, I don't think any of us are ready to accept the post-Drew Brees era because I don't think we're ready for what it means and what it becomes because, truthfully, it might become the Alvin Kamara era after that. Mm -hmm. That's a really fun one to say. If it hasn't already been. Yeah, true, exactly. And, you know, I'm not ready for it. But at the same time, I think we kind of, at this point, owe a little bit of trust to Mickey Loomis, Sean Payton, uh, and, you know, all those guys and girls that are working for the future. And, you know, whatever Sean Payton sees in Taysom Hill, I still personally think that that was to ramp up trade interest for that first round designation. And I think it was smart at the time. Will we see Taysom Hill start next year? Will he be the quarterback of the future? Well, not too long in the future because he's not that young, but you know, it's possible. It's definitely possible. This draft class has a lot of quarterbacks in it, just like last class did. So it'll be very interesting to watch and kind of see um, how the saints arrange a package to trade Joe Burrow away from Cincinnati. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Your goals, absolute goals. Last bit of quarterback news before we switch to um, other things about this game. The Saints signed quarterback Trevor Simeon to the active roster to be that emergency quarterback. Yeah, everyone's favorite. Um, it, it wasn't JT Barrett for some reason. He's been here and there 58 times, but it's Trevor Simeon. He'll be the emergency guy. He's already been through two days of COVID protocols. He will not be good to go for Sunday, but uh, next week and the week after, he'll be their emergency guy uh, moving forward. Let's talk about this game real quick. Saints are 7-2, and two, Falcons are 3-6, and six. but in the past four Falcons are three and one under the new head coach. They're three and one. It's not a bad football team. Uh, yes, you are what your record says you are. They're three and six. They suck, but they have they they have had some pretty good games, but they've also had some really bad games. And yes, you can say they should have beat Detroit. They should have beat this guy. They should have beat this team, but they didn't. They blew it, and that's just who they are. But Falcons, even if they were 0-9 at this point, they would come and play their best game against the Saints. That's what they do every year. It doesn't matter if they're 9-0 or 0-9. Their best game is going to be against the Saints. This is their season. If they can break the Saints season, that's a a successful season for them because they're not going to do anything in the playoffs. They're not going to go in a Super Bowl. They're just not. It's Falcons hate week. Mm -hmm. And throwback to last year on Thanksgiving, Taysom's game on Thanksgiving. I can't stop talking about Taysom for some reason. Um... But his Thanksgiving game was phenomenal. Block punt, a couple touchdowns. Um, hopefully the same result, but hopefully he's not playing on special teams. I hope not. Um, but, yeah, they've had some bad, bad losses. So can't discount the, the, these Falcons in this game for sure. No, I, I, that's definitely true. I, 
you can't count the Falcons out just by nature of what they've done already. We've seen time and time again through football, through baseball, through soccer, through every sport there is, rivalry games change everything. And the loss of your star quarterback changes everything. And it can. And I guess I don't want to say that it definitely will. But, you know, rivalry games definitely do change everything. We've seen it with the Saints and the Falcons all the time. This game has the potential to be really, really close. It also has the potential to be a blowout and an embarrassment on part of the Falcons taking the beating. You know, I, I wouldn't go as far as to say that I think the Saints will get blown out. Um, knock on wood to kind of cover our butts there. Uh, but I truthfully think that you can't count them out. They've still got Matt Ryan. They've still got Julio Jones. They've got all these guys that can really hurt you. And this team, before the year started, was in talks with, like, media members. Not in talks with media members, but in talk in the media to compete with Tampa Bay and New Orleans for this division. And they're doing worse than the Carolina Panthers. It's weird. It doesn't make any sense. They're probably going to end up drafting another quarterback that'll haunt the Saints for the next 10 to 12 years. Um, But overall, I just, you have to take these guys as seriously as you would take Tampa Bay, as seriously as you'll take Kansas City in a couple weeks. And to count them out would be to pretty much lose the game mentally, in my opinion. Every starting corner for Atlanta has given up 400 yards and four touchdowns. A.J. Terrell, Kendall Sheffield, and Isaiah Oliver. So if this isn't a good opportunity for Taysom, there won't be any. Yeah. But I've talked about Taysom way too much. (laughs) Um, This team, these next few games, it's with Drew Brees gone. We need to see the defense that we've seen in Tampa and the second half of San Francisco. That's that. This is the main thing. It, Taysom can be amazing. He can suck. But if, if that defense is playing at the elite level that it did in Tampa, they'll win out. They will absolutely win out. Even Kansas City won't be able to stop them if that defense plays out how they've played. Um, the emergence of Quan Alexander, immediate impact with DeMarro Davis. I mean, you just saw it night and day. When Quan got there, there was so much more flexibility that they could do with DeMario. He was all over the field like he was once a year ago. Um, Alex Anzalone got one snap. All hail. Uh, thank you, linebacker gods, for giving us Quan Alexander. Yeah. Uh, Kiko Alonso will not be activated this year. He's out for the year. Uh, I can't even imagine just sitting in the position with Ke- uh, with uh, without Kiko and sitting with Alex for the year. So great trade by Mickey to get Quan in here. Malcolm Jenkins' game has been taken to another level. He has two interceptions. Um, Marshawn Lattimore's been playing good late. Uh, he's questionable this week, but um, he's been playing good football. He missed some time in, in last week's game. Patrick Robinson came in and got a pick. They've just played so much better football, and that D-line has really done well. I mean, I don't think there's – if there's a guy that we're not talking about enough, it's David Onyemata. I know the numbers aren't necessarily there, but he is an absolute monster. And there's a reason that he decided to pay they, the Saints decided to pay him first in free agency, because wow, it, without David Onyemata, I can't imagine he's been their best, I think, best defense lineman. Trey Anderson's put the numbers up, but David Onyemata is there every single time. If you listen to the mic'd up with Cam Jordan, everyone calls him Big O, Big O, and he's out there earning that nickname. He's making big time plays, Big O, and the, if they can get after Matt Ryan with this iffy, iffy offensive line that they've spent way too many first-round picks on, wasting um, Caleb McGarry, whoever they draft in the first round. Um, 
I think Cam Jordan has a two-sack night. He just loves eating against the Atlanta Falcons. But if the defense can continue to play at an elite level, I think they'll be fine. Yeah, no, I agree. I think a lot of the focus does and rightfully should follow this defensive um, side of the Saints game coming into this week. You know, we saw what they did uh, against the Falcons last year. That was quite fun to watch uh, Matt Ryan get thrown down. I don't Was it Roach that did that? Was it Malcolm Roach that threw him down on that um, on that fumble recovery? I don't remember who it was. He stiff-armed him. Oh, Shy Tuttle. It was Shy Tuttle. That's right. I knew it was yeah. one of the lesser guys, like the lesser <laughs> rotated guys, because it was awesome. Uh, check out the German commentary of that if you haven't. It's so <laughs> funny. So funny. I think they're still laughing to this day. Oh, um, yeah. You know, Marshawn Lattimore being out would be a huge loss. But mm-hmm. I truthfully think with the amount of productivity this offense can put out, even with Drew Brees, if the Saints defense has an okay game, they should win this game, truthfully. I mean, they were bad. Let's be honest. They were bad at the beginning of the year. The Saints defense was bad. And not all parts of it, but most parts of it. They put it together. They put together some nice performances. They've done well. Will that be the case this week is going to decide this game? Because I truthfully think that the offense will be a scripted to work first Mm -hmm. and foremost, and B will be able to put up enough, just enough that it should give the defense a chance. The Falcons offense averages 27 points a game. Their defense allows 27.9 points a game. If that doesn't tell you how close their games are, I don't know what to tell you. The Saints offense averages 30 points per game. The defense allows 23. That's a really good number. If the Saints can hold the Falcons to 23, I'll walk out 100% saying it's a W. Oh, wow, that's a hot take. Um, <laughs> I don't know if the offense can. I don't know what the offense will look like, but if they can hold them to 20, 23 points, I think the Saints have a real big shot to win this game because offense is explosive. They got Julio. Calvin Riley was on the injury report all week. He did not have a game designation, so he will play, of course. Uh, Russell Gage from LSU has been a guy that they've relied on real heavily this year. He's played mm-hmm. really well at times. And the new look, Todd Gurley, um, we, we have some past experience with him in the playoffs with uh, the Rams, but he's not the old vintage Todd Gurley, but he's he's played well. I mean, he's been he's been productive. I personally will swallow my own uh, take. I, I didn't think he was going to be good at all there, and he's, he's, he's proven me wrong. I'll say he proven me wrong. And they got a real good backup in Brian Hill. This offense is good. It, it's it's good, but sometimes during games they just look absolutely incompetent. I don't know why. I really don't. I couldn't tell you. With Matt Ryan, Julio, with all that talent, they should be clicking on all every single drive. And sometimes they just look like the freaking New York Jets. I don't know why. Actually, I do. It's they're the Atlanta Falcons. That's why. So um, going back to the Taysom, I have to real quick. Um, Look what Drew's relied on this year. Who has been the main guy that Drew's relied on? Alvin Kamara. How much talent does it take to really go throw out a flat to Alvin Kamara? Not much. I mean, I per- probably couldn't do it, but I know Taysom can do it. If he can rely on Kamara, I mean, I really haven't seen the big Taysom-Kamara duo yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they can be dangerous. Some read options with Kamara in the backfield, some trickery, some screen passes with Kamara and Taysom. And please to God get Michael Thomas involved. I don't know what that man's doing. Um, but there were so many points in that game when Michael Thomas is just streaking wide open. And for some reason, Taysom just doesn't throw it. Sometimes he just, he just pull the trigger. Taysom is what Deuce Winham says in 
for Kenosha Chronicles, throw the ball. And if he, he does this week, he'll have freaking 400 yards. Yeah. Um, there were so many concepts in that game when Taysom had every shot to, to throw it deeper, uh, hit Emmanuel for 20 yards. And for some reason, he didn't. Uh, this is a good week for him to go do that. But re- my keys rely on Michael, rely on Alvin Kamara. You don't need to do anything crazy. You don't need to be breaking all these tackles, be trucking people. Rely on Michael, rely on Kamara. No, that's definitely true. I mean, you have to ride your horses, and those guys are the horses that'll pull this team. You know, with Drew Brees out, it's more important than ever to establish that run game. And, you know, for me, I'm going to add something kind of here to your keys. I think we need to see Latavius Murray a little bit more Mm -hmm. as well. Latavius Murray has been really productive in the snaps that he's gotten. In the beginning of the season, he was one of the guys that made the most impact on our offense. And second to that, my key Where's Emmanuel Sanders? We need another good game from Emmanuel Sanders as well. Maybe even replace that with a Jared Cook good game. Jared Cook has not been what he was last season, but in all fairness to him, he wasn't that great at the beginning or the middle of last season. He really turned it on down the stretch. Um, And if this is the game where he flicks a switch, that gives another big body to throw out there to mislead this Falcons defense and a team that if you beat them down, what motivation do they have to keep trying their hardest? I mean, half the guys on this team are new this season or are the old vets that really do hate New Orleans are injured or out. Um, And the guys that really, I think, would have the motivation, I mean, they're slumped this season. They're slumped. They're headed for a really good draft pick, and that's what most Falcons fans have to look forward to um, at this point. But I, I think you have to come out hot, and I think you have to ride those horses like you said. Um, and you need another guy to step up. When one guy goes down, it's next man up, whether it's Taysom or whether Taysom has a decent game, whether Jameis comes in and has a decent game, someone has to have a good to great game. Jared Cook said uh, this week in his press conference, this is probably his worst season. He's most disappointed about the season he's had. I mean, rightfully so. Uh, he's been without Michael Thomas for a few weeks. We, re- we really expected him to take on a bigger role. I don't know if just he wasn't in the game plan or just wasn't getting open or what was going on. Uh, he hasn't seen too many balls, but when he has, they've been dropped or fumbled. Um, I don't really know what the problem is there. Um, but if we can get him going, like you said, that's, that's dangerous. But you also added someone stepping up and a player who stepped up every single time he's played Atlanta is Quan Alexander. Not against the Saints, or not with the Saints, but with Tampa, he had some crazy good games. He had the game right after his brother passed away. He had two interceptions, also almost had a pick six in that game, had a forced fumble, had a fumble recovery, uh, like 13 tackles. He plays really good against Atlanta. And I think it's because Deion Jones is on, their, on, on the other side of the ball. And he's like, oh, you went to LSU? You're the best linebacker from LSU? No, I'm the best linebacker from LSU. So having big games from those linebacker guys, um, just someone's got to have a big game. I 100% I agree. I, I, like, I like that you said that. Someone's got to have a big game, and it cannot. We cannot just rely on Alvin Kamara. I'm looking at the stats, and there's way too many pictures of Alvin Kamara: rushing leaders, receiving yards leaders, receiving leader. Get someone else involved. Come on. I mean, I, I guarantee that there's going to be a high, high dose of Taysom running the football. Um, and I 100, percent I I don't dislike that because most teams can't really stop it. You can't really stop the Taysom power O. Um, but if they can do that all game long, if they can get uh, Kamara going and Latavius and not just have three scripted Latavius runs get Latavius going get the Tay train going this team is will be fine they'll be fine this is the game where you would like to see Latavius Murray come out run it down the gut like 10 
12 times with success and see him just wear down this Falcons defensive line, wear down the guys like Deion Jones that are really, really good in that linebacker position and, and just kind of see him produce, but also just see him really open things up for the likes of the more finesse runners like Taysom Hill, Alvin Kamara, not that Taysom doesn't have power because we know he does, but, you know, kind of just see him open up for a little creativity by the time we reach the second half, you know, Sean Payton can bring out all the guns, all the big plays, you know, take some risks. And we know Sean Petty. Oh, I almost called him Sean Petty. Oh, Sean Petty. That would have been so accurate, but <laughs> we know Sean Petty might come out and make an appearance if the saints are winning big or if the saints, you know, have a lead towards the end of the game. And honestly, what would be more satisfying than that? Oh yeah. Have Kamara Emmanuel Sanders throw a ball. Just do something to piss him off. Um, but talking about Alvin Kamara, he was on the injury report this week. He had the bone bruise that he's been uh, bothering with. He is good to go. Um, Josh Hill, Dwayne Washington, and of course, Drew Brees will all be out. And Marshall Lattimore is questionable. He had um, an oblique injury, I believe. Um, haven't heard too much, but I think he'll end up going. He loves playing against Julio Jones and Mike Evans too. So he loves going against those guys. Um, before we wrap up this pod, let's get a stat prediction from you. What do you think Taysom's stats are this weekend? I think Taysom's let's, let's go with passer rating. I don't think Taysom is going to have a perfect passer rating. I don't believe that. I also don't think Taysom is going to be in for the full game and not maybe because of him being bad. I think we see Taysom with a solid passer rating, nothing great, you know, in the 90, 100s area. And then we also see Jameis Winston chart enough passes in the game to be able to have a passer rating. I think <laughs> the real stats you're watching are Alvin Kamara. Okay. Okay. But well, I'm going 90, I mean, 100. I'm going 90, 100. 90, 100. And 90 passing? Yeah. Passing record. Passing re- or the passer rating. Sorry. Passer rating. Oh, 90 passer rating. Yards wise? Oh, that's tough. If he's scripted well, over, I would be impressed with over a hundred passing yards. <laughs> I'm setting the bar real low for the passing yards. I I'm right there with you, but I've rewatched the Minnesota Vikings playoff game before this podcast, and I saw him throw it deep to Deontay. That's true. And for some reason, I have that stuck in my head that they have a scripted play that they're just going to absolutely launch it. I think if he gets to 200 yards in this game, they will have been killing the falcons and can just yeah. troll them mm-hmm. and uh i i assume there'll be lots of play action involved and you gotta assume 60 percent of those plays are going to be him scrambling no matter what is open downfield he's going to take it just because he wants to so you gotta minus those yards um i don't think he throws a pick maybe a touchdown or two probably on the ground but i really have no expectations he could come out and be literally incredible or he could come out and just be meh. Um, but if he throws for 100 to 200 yards, I think they did well in this game. I think they did what they wanted to. We're definitely not expecting him to throw for 300. Um, I have no idea what we'll see from Jameis. Definitely don't want to see both those guys uh, getting too many snaps because one goes down, you're already in trouble because your emergency quarterback can't go. And I don't even know who their emergency quarterback would be this year. I know it was really seen a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Kamara could somewhat throw it. I don't know. I think Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders, hundred percent, hundred percent. He's got a touchdown pass. <laughs> touchdown pass? 
against the Saints, I think, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. He, he has more touchdown passes than Taysom Hill. Okay. <laughs> that's going to wrap it up because that's going to change this weekend. Hopefully, fingers crossed, he throws some more than one touchdown. I would be lying if I didn't bring it up. <laughs> we hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Please, down below, um, if you're on Twitter or uh, Instagram, just do whatever. Hit us up and give us your predictions about uh, what you think Taysom will have this game. Stat-wise, give us yards and touchdowns. Let, Let us, us know. know. Let us know in the comments. We, yeah. hope, we hope you guys enjoyed. We hope you guys enjoyed. Again, I'm Brennan. He's Nate. Who that? You know the, you know the drill. Who that? 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 Who